Black Out Loud Media Group. Welcome back to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast, the place where poetry meets conversation. I'm your host, Terrence P. Elmore. And before we get into today's topic, make sure you hit that plus sign so you don't miss an episode. Also, please subscribe to my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. And if you find any value in this episode or any other episodes, make sure you leave a heartfelt review. So with that being said, let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode, and today I have another special guest, G. Hightower, the Entanglement Coach. G., how you doing? I am doing excellent, Terrence. Thanks for having me on today. You are a uh, relationship consultant. February is considered the month of love, also Black History Month. Um, Can't forget about that, but because Valentine's Day is in February, it's considered the month of love. So I wanted to have you on, and let's, you know, talk about a few things. First, I guess we can start off with... The name Entanglement Coach, how did that come to be? <laughs> Great question, man. Well, you know, I actually sat with um, a brand, uh, a branding manager. She's known as uh, the branding architect, and she's just absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Um, so having been in this space now, Terrence, for 18 years as a pastoral counselor, um, I found that as a lot of people were booking me for Uh, women's conferences, singles conferences, relationship-oriented events, um, people just started calling me the love doctor. And they even started putting it up on flyers, the love doctor. And I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like it for for several reasons. Number one, because there's a plethora of people out there calling themselves the love doctor, number one. Um, But number two, I wanted to be really more intentional um, because, you know, the gift that God has given me for relationships is is heavily involved with romantic relationships, but it's also involving relationships overall, right? Uh, parental relationships, sibling relationships, working relationships, ministry, business relationships, all those relationships. Because, you know, uh, coming from the corporate arena, I also have, you know, been trained in the area of crisis management and conflict resolution. So that's oh, okay. that's involving the working space, right? So sat with this branding manager and the biggest thing that was important to me was marrying what I love to do most and that is not only relationships but also equipping people for purpose and so she had been following me for quite a while and she says you know what she says Dr. G you're the entanglement coach I was like whoa uh first of all I'm not feeling that (laughs) <laughs> right 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 it's like, like the horse whisperer just like the you know that and she started naming off all these different people that are specialists because i was like you know what i do is help people get out of entanglement she's like exactly that's why you're their entanglement coach so it took me a little while but here's where it was confirming for me terrence everything from my life that i do i have to have a word behind it I have to have the word of God behind it. And I know it sounds hyper-religious for right. those who don't believe and don't, don't ascribe to the Bible. But for my life, for Gerald Hightower, this is what I needed. And so I just spent some time over a couple of weeks, actually. I couldn't get into it at first when she gave it to me. But God gave me his word. And so he took me to Galatians chapter 5. And the scripture says, be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage, wherein Christ has set us free. And that was it for me 
And so in that scripture, even though Apostle Paul is talking about something different, but the principle is an entanglement by definition is anything that is restricting, constraining, and preventing you from being fruitful, from being purposeful, and being successful. Uh, and that's relationally, professionally, and all the way across the board. So long story short, I know I went all the way around the corner around grandma's house and over the fence, but that's how I took on that brand, The Entanglement Coach. No, no, that was that was very good. I think a lot of people need to hear that breakdown. My mother, she, um, and I always butcher this, uh, what her actual coaching title is, but she has a program called Medic and it's marriage education designed to infuse couples mm. and she it's scripture based it's faith based and so whenever anyone comes to her you know just know that you're going to get bible principles because her area of expertise is marriage by god's design i love it i love it and so entanglement okay wow yeah um and let me, and let me say this too that um, what's interesting is I'm sitting down with this young lady who is, you know, a branding specialist, right? Now, interestingly, the entanglement piece came to me even before she really gave it to me, right? And I had wow. it, I had it even that this was gonna be a part of my book, right? And this book would be about my life story. Boom, I've got that on the shelf because I got another book. I got two books that I'm working on. So I was like, okay, I don't even know if I'm ready to tell my whole life story yet because my story is so, you know, it's interwoven into so many different things. There's this huge fabric of stuff. And I'm like, man, I got to figure out how I want to tell that story, right? Uh, I got to work up the courage to tell the story because if you tell right. the story, you yeah. got to tell the story, right? So exactly. the entanglement thing was there and it's been just sitting on the side burner or maybe even the back burner. And then I'm mad at myself because let me confess my mess to my brother Terrence because of procrastination. I wow. held off on going forward with it. And then here comes the Will and Jada thing with the entanglement. <laughs> and now it's a household word even though it's in the word of God thousands of years before Will and Jada were even a thought, but now it's right. a household word simply because of the Will and Jada thing. So I'm mad at myself. That's that's a testi testimony to don't procrastinate. When God gives you a download, God gives you a thing to do, move forward on it. Even if you don't understand in totality what it is, just move forward on, on it and it'll evolve uh, over time. That is so true. I, I learned in my adult years that uh, my grandmother had some books that she was supposed to write and she didn't do it. And every time um, she had an idea for a book, God would show her somebody else did it. And it's like you were supposed to do yeah. this, but you were procrastinating. You weren't obedient. Uh. And if I need to get this message out there to somebody, I'm going to use somebody whether you want to yes. or not. So it's very, very important not to procrastinate. Like if you have any type of idea or anything, especially if God's laid it on your heart, just do just it. Do. You know, you don't have to have everything ready right there. He, he's already equipped you with it. So just make it happen. Absolutely. Because, it, it, you know, one of one of my favorite scenes in my purpose coaching, Terrence, is that purpose is always evolving. None of us gets all the answers in the beginning. God didn't. Abram. Abram, of course, becoming Abraham, he was the father of faith and he didn't have all the answers. 
The Bible tells us in Genesis 12 that God spoke to Abram and said, Lo, yo, get up and get out of your father's house. Separate yourself from your family members and your relatives. And I'm taking you to a place. And Abram was like, well, God, where are we going? He didn't say, God, where are we going? He didn't say, God, is there a Ritz-Carlton out there? Oh, my God. Well, at least there's there at least a Motel 6. You know, (laughs) none of that. The Bible tells us that Abraham went not knowing where he was going. But as we see, God made his name great. And as God promised him that all the families of the earth would come through his lineage. So anyway, we we can get deep on that, Terrence. I don't have a whole lot to edit if if we stay here. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. See, this is what happens Um, when you give a a preacher to a microphone. Uh, Give a microphone. Right. (laughs) This is what happens. I'm sorry. My bad. No, no, you're good. You're good. This is good stuff. Um, Let's, um, I guess we'll talk about some singles first and then we'll get into some conversation about being married. But what do you find has been the biggest challenge for singles coming out of a a pandemic? Mm, Man, that is a great question. I would say three things. Uh, First of all, it's overcoming the spirit of fear. It's overcoming fear. And quite naturally, if you have any pre-existing health conditions and your immunity system is hypersensitive and things like that, those things aside, because those things are natural. I mean, even now, Terrence, when I have um, a driver pick me up and when I get on planes, I'm still wearing masks. Right. Today, yeah. uh, 70% of the people are not, but I'm still masked up. Um, but, but those things aside, those physical things aside, it's fear. And the fear is due to a lot of us are suffering from soul wounds that are unaddressed. And the soul wounds are the fear of rejection, the fear of abandonment, the fear of betrayal. Those are the top three. And so when you're looking at those things from a male perspective, the men are afraid of being rejected. So they're not approaching the women that they might want to pursue. And women are being are afraid of being betrayed or being abandoned in a relationship. So she's not even opening her heart to even try to love. And so a lot of us are stuck in this space of wanting love, needing love, but afraid to open our heart to have love to experience it i've been seeing that sort of conversation go on in social media with different posts and stuff especially like facebook some of it is kind of coded but you can kind of tell that's the general idea there is it's the fear of rejection it's um the fear of betrayal as you said and i think a lot of times it has to do with red flags right Mm -hmm. that's a popular thing right now everybody's loading off what red flags are for different relationships but there's some people who've been open and honest and said that some of the things that they saw as red flags were actually things that they were dealing with internally and they weren't really red flags it was stuff from previous relationships that they were so wounded and hurt about that the first sign of something they were like oh no i'm out of here because it looks familiar to something in the past that might not been as good Right. So I like what you said there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, to piggyback on that thought, Terrence, and, and that's absolutely right. Your observation is, is spot on. So a lot of us, you know, tapping into those soul wounds, a lot of us are simply dealing with unresolved pain, unresolved trauma that we've been through. And so God gave me a revelation. Um, and I, I definitely have to connect with your mom because I want to go deeper into this medic 
Like that's so powerful. Um, but God gave me a revelation about what a soul wound is and how a soul wound is has the same components of what a physical wound has. So now when a physical wound takes place, if that wound goes untreated, Terrence, what's going to happen to it? Infection. Infection. God gave me a revelation. He showed me there were six components, six different things that happen to a wound and it goes through six different phases in order for an infection to take to settle in, right? God showed me that the soul that we all possess, which consists of our mind, our will, and our emotions, the soul has six different phases of what happens on the inside of us. And then we, if it goes untreated, you'll start sabotaging relationship. You'll start pushing away good people coming into your life simply because you're fearful of being hurt or wounded again. So we have to address those issues, whether it's trauma that stems all the way back from childhood or a bad breakup or a divorce. you got to address those issues because if you don't, inevitably you'll be triggered in the next relationship. And watch this. This new person that came into your life, they're innocent. But if it sounds right. like or looks like something they've done or said, that reminds you of somebody from your past, boom, it'll trigger you in a really negative way. And all of a sudden you may decide to abandon that relationship because I don't want to be hurt again. I mean, that's, that's a real feeling because nobody wants to be hurt and nobody wants to be played. Right. <laughs> and I often say when I'm having conversations, you know, it's like you, you honestly, you can't avoid being played. All you can do is pay attention and make sure that whatever is happening, what type of situation or relationship you're in, that there's an open and honest conversation. But you can't control what somebody else does. It's just you can't. You could do all the right things, say all the right things. But if that person wants to or is not serious about you or wants to do something else, it's nothing you can do to stop them if that's what they want to do. You know what? I like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that. I'm gonna go 50-50 with that. Yes, come on. I'm gonna say that the latter part of what you just said, I agree. I don't agree, however, with the fact that we can't avoid being played. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to give us discernment so that we identify the red flags beforehand therefore we can avoid being played and then watch this i know it's gonna sound too deep for our, some of our non-religious listeners but listen i gotta give it to you <laughs> so here come on because what i do i'm always keep it rated double r righteous and real so here it is here's the righteous and the real okay listen if you get involved intimately and sexually in your relationship prematurely, it will significantly diminish your ability to discern. And that's how we end up getting played. That's good. If you that's good. your heart yeah. too fast, we can take sex off the table. We didn't become sexual. But if you give your heart too quickly without taking the time to vet the relationship, 
You're moving ahead prematurely. You're putting the cart before the horse. And if you open your heart too fast without vetting that person's character to see if they have the ability to cover you, are we a good match or is this a mismatch? And if you haven't taken the time to vet that, then you can be opening your heart prematurely and then we allow ourselves to get played. The first attribute that describes what real love is, Terrence, the scripture tells us, the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind. A lot of us are impatient because we've been single for a long time, we've been lonely for a long time, or we feel like our clock is ticking, you know, I'm of a certain age and I should already have this accomplished in my life by now, and so we start moving too fast. But especially, when we get involved intimately and sexually in a relationship prior to marriage, you're going to jack up the process every single time. I've never thought about love being patient as far as being patient to finding yes. love. Like that, that's, that's really good. I never looked at it like that before, but that's very important. Because like you said, sometimes we can rush into things and that's with anything. You're so anxious for it that you try to not wait on God and just make it happen. Cause I know that I'm supposed to have this, but it seems like it's taking a little too long to get here. So I'm gonna go ahead and help the process and not even in a way of helping like, um, like, so when you're waiting on something, I like to say, you know, wait with expectation because faith without works yes. is dead. So while you're waiting on something, you have to be active in doing things to make it happen. But you don't twist and try to make something happen that's not there. Right. Absolutely. So, we even say it, so, Terrence. We even say it. We program ourselves to go ahead of God. We go out and say, what do we say every day? I'm going to go and make it happen. Ooh, I got to make it happen. Girl, how long has it been since you've been on a date? Girl, it's been four years since I've been out on a date, child. Oh, girl. listen, honey. Uh-uh, you need to get out there and go make it happen, hunty, hunty. And her friends and her mama and her sisters and even the pastor may say, you got to go and make it happen. And so now women are going out, moving forward, what we call nowadays, Terrence, and this masculine energy, and they're going forward and asserting themselves when really they should be focusing on purpose and waiting to be found. Now, now, there is an intentionality that women have to operate in in order to be found. Your whole life can't consist of work, church, and home, work, church, and home, work, church, take the kids here, take the kids there, and then you back home. Boo, you do got to get out in order to be right. found. But the same thing that's true for women is the same thing as true for men, and that is that we have to have an intentional focus, right? But in the process right. of waiting, right. that means that I'm not going to make anything happen. I'm going to allow God to divinely orchestrate things. I'm going to be involved in the process, but I'm not going to try to make something happen. Because Terrence, I can tell you, um, I'm sitting here talking to you as a single man looking for my wife right now because I tried to make some stuff happen instead of allowing God to orchestrate it and lead me in the right direction. Wow. Yeah, that is, that's, that is powerful. I think another problem that we have, of course, I like to hear your take on this is that when people date they're not intentional about getting to know the person and developing a friendship like for with me and my wife we were friends first and so 
before we got to the dating part, the courting part, or whatever you want to call it, and getting married, she was my friend before everything else. And so it was instilled into me to make sure she was okay because she was my friend. And then you have people like you reference getting into sexual situations or sometimes not even sexual situations, but giving out their heart too fast without actually getting to know the person and caring for them and actually having conversations. That's big. I don't think people have conversations enough and it's not always, you know, the big stuff, but small things like, you know, what are your interests? Um, what do you like to do? What type of books do you like to read? Do you like right, to read right, right. can help? You know, you gauge whether or not this is the person you should be dating. I had a conversation with my mother about this, and she says that she believes that. I want to hear your take on this, too. I know I'm asking you two questions back to back. But she says that when people are dating, when they're in high school and stuff, she said that's how people get into the comfort of being able to be divorced because people are serial dating instead of actually dating someone when they know that this is the person they've talked to God about it, they've prayed about it, they've discerned themselves, you know, the situation. She says that that leads to that. But my pushback on that to her was, well, in some cases I can see that, but in a lot of cases, some people don't really know how to engage with other people. So it's the dating part, like the, the getting hurt. Sometimes I've noticed that people who've been in bad relationships and it might have happened later on in life because they weren't dating it's more difficult to get past that so what what do you think about that my thought is twofold first uh, i think that serial dating there's a good friend of mine who is relationships expert she's pretty well established on the platform of clubhouse and she totally disagrees with me we get into it all the time she's married now almost 30 years and she says that it's okay to multi-date to to date multiple people at one time well that might have been good 30 years ago but it ain't good today number one to your point to the point of what your mom believes i believe the same thing it desensitizes us so when you're in the series now let me break this down first of all before we get into that into the desensitization of that dating process serial dating um dating what is supposed to be terrence dating is for discovery is what i teach and what i've been teaching for years dating is for discovery dating is not for mating dating is not for sexing dating ain't for moving in together dating ain't for none of that <laughs> dating is simply for discovery what are we endeavoring to discover we're endeavoring to discover if we are compatible if right. we are suitable companions for each other if we have what i call a high level of cop compatibility of purpose that's the ultimate goal so my goal is to determine if we are first and foremost compatible and then as we evolve in this friendship this relationship and we move from the dating phase to the courting phase which is now we're exclusive to each other then we'll determine if we are not just compatible but if we are also suitable for each other right suitable companions okay. so that's the whole process and so that process cannot be enjoyed and it cannot be fulfilled properly if you're dating more than one person at a time. How are you giving yourself to that process to determine if this person has the potential to be my mate if you're also giving time and energy to other people? 
So now here's what I'll say. If you're single and you don't have anybody in your life right now, all right, in terms of the serial dating thing, you can go out with this person today and you can go out with another person tomorrow. All right. However, once you've determined that you want to give time and energy to one person, then you've got to be committed to that process with one person. This whole serial dating that you've got three or four people that you date on a regular, you'll never be able to determine who is the right one if you're dating multiple ones. Right. That's that's very true. That's very true. Is is just you know the the term spreading yourself thin because you can't fully give or even receive from multiple people because it could be something that you're comparing you know you had a date last night and this is different yeah you're not giving you know the person the opportunity to actually show you who they are because you're comparing to something that's fresh and it's not even going back to like past relationships it's like a, a date you had like i said yesterday or tuesday and now you're like well the other person i was talking to or went out with they saw it differently and then you're playing this game back and forth and back and forth so that's it's pretty good it's impossible terrence i mean and think about it let's take it another step further let's take it sexually a lot of people are unhappy in their sex lives and their marriages because they're too busy comparing to something that they've had before so if you're into this whole you know shout out to john legend you know the best you've ever had you know so i don't want to brag but i'll be the best you ever had so somebody told you that and somebody gave you that and that has stuck with you and so in reality you're now married to someone that you love but your soul is still tied to the best you've ever had and it's interesting and i'm not going to get too deep on this terrence but the enemy sets us up even in our youth to get with somebody who's going to give you this phenomenally climatic sexual experience and that person is not a mate that's the fun person we're just having sex and we're just having fun right that person usually goes through life and many times that person never gets married male or female but they have all these great experiences and these great vacations and these lovers that they've been with for three four five six seven years but they never really really get married fully committed to any one person that's another story but for us what happens to us is we've had this phenomenal experience mind-blowing sex and now every person that you get committed to or let's just forward and say the next person and this is the person that i marry it is humanly impossible to deprogram yourself and not compare your current sex partner or your spouse now to your previous sex partner it's impossible not to compare it we've been talking a lot about soul ties for anybody who may not be familiar with soul ties could you kind of break that down what that is exactly and what ways can people well besides abstinence of course but what what ways they can they prevent or actually break these soul ties i i noticed that's one of your many things that you offer is breaking entanglements and soul ties so could you mm-hmm. explain that a little bit sure um the soul again the soul consists of our mind our will and our emotions so the interesting thing about soul ties is that people are most commonly associating a soul tie with the previous sex partner but the soul tie can exist absent of sexual intercourse 
because it has nothing to do with the body. However, through the connection of the body, it intensifies the soul tie. Because again, the soul, the soul consists of our mind, our will, and our emotions. So now when you add the physical gratification to it, it literally exacerbates this soul tie. And now your body and your soul is craving the connection that you have with that person. So how can I get free from it? You get free from it because you have to, you literally have to disconnect from everything that reminds you and keeps you closely connected to that person. Now, for some of us, we have a soul ties with our ex who may be the father or the mother of our child, right? So that connection is always going to be, you can be completely over that person and the relationship didn't work out or the marriage didn't work out. You can be completely over that person and you can reconnect with someone else and God can bless your next marriage and it's wonderful. Right. But you always have that tie. But the parental connection is different from the soul connection because the soul connection is not only was I with that person and I became one with them physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I became one with that person as well, right? So the only way to overcome it, Terrence, is to completely disconnect from that person. For those of us who are single, that means, yes, you need to delete and block them on social media. Maybe not block them, but you definitely need to delete them so that you're not tempted to be hovering over their social media pages. Because a lot of us are some social media stalkers. You won't admit it. You won't admit it. But you know you're hovering over that person's page. Come on, ladies. You know you're checking up on him. Let me see who he's dating. Now, I bet you she ain't as fine as me. You know, and brothers, you know we are guilty too. You know we're guilty too. Man, let me see what she did. She probably takes some porny dude, you know? <laughs> and so we do that. And the reason why you're doing that is because your soul is still tied to that person. Listen, uh, uh, a lady that I was getting ready to marry, Terrence, she's, she's married. Guess what? I'm not connected to her on any social media pages. So I have no, there's no way she can come through my news feed or me look at her and her ex-husband or her and her new husband. There's no way for me to pull up and I, and I have no desire to do that. Right. And so um, that's really the only way that you can disconnect your mind, your emotions has to totally be detached from that person. If not, you'll constantly keep feeding that soul tie. And the longer that you're feeding those emotions, feeding those feelings of your soul, it's going to really delay. It's going to really hinder you from connecting to your true soulmate. So with somebody who might be hearing this, a single person, and some of this might seem scary to them, what advice would you give them about uh, the dating process? Just how to really engage and get in there without having these different fears and now somebody's probably thinking about soul ties and wondering you know am i ready to date right now or they may think they're ready right now but what what type of advice would you have for somebody who's looking to one trying to get back into dating and two trying to get back into dating after a pandemic mm -hmm. well the post-pandemic piece is really just about finding yourself again and being really certain about what it is that you really want. Most of us, Terrence, we prolong our period of singleness unnecessarily. Um, I'm not talking about those of us who are happy and single, those of us who are 
satisfied being single, those of us who are content in our singleness for a particular season of our life, or for those of us who say, you know what, I do want to be married. I do want to be in a relationship again, but right now I'm focused on my purpose, right? So aside from that, those of us who really want love and you're in this space due to the post, uh, due to the pandemic, or even having gone through a bad breakup or a divorce or the loss of a loved one. The first thing is you've got to be absolutely certain about what you do want. Many of us, and I find this is certainly true for a lot of women, Terrence, they are prolonging their singleness unnecessarily because they don't know what they want. Ham, burger, That's ladies, crazy. you got to know what you want. When I've counseled with and coached so many women, Terrence, they begin to tell me the plethora of things they absolutely don't want. You know, I know one thing, I don't want nobody like Elgin because he was a hot mess and he, you know, he just didn't do nothing right. And, you know, and so she'll go down this whole laundry list, this scroll of things that she doesn't want because of what Elgin did, right? Mm -hmm. No, oh, you know what, Dr. G, my, my husband, Bob, he just wasn't a good man. He just was a cheater. He was drunk and da, da, da. And she'll go on this, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm listening, I'm listening while she's crying and snotting and I'm handing her some tissue. Okay, well, praise the Lord. A, you know, and, and so, you know, after she goes through that whole process, then I'm like, okay, so what exactly are you looking for? I'm ready to take notes. And she's like, you know, Dr. G, I've never really thought about that. Hmm. And I'm looking at her like Scooby-Doo. Uh -huh. You know, what What do you mean? Right. How long have you been single now? I've been single for five years. And you, well, I guess I've been focused on what I don't want. Crickets. Yeah. You know, so, so we have to be absolutely certain about what we do want. And that's going to include you taking the time to write the vision, not just write down, you know, 29 things that you want and put that in the back of your Bible. You have to write out the vision and make that vision plain and make sure that you are a match for that vision. As I like to say it like this, Terrence, be the love that you want to see. That's real good. Be the love that you want to see. If you know that you want somebody who's spiritually grounded and in the word of God, you know, you want somebody who loves family, loves children. If you want somebody who's physically fit, if you want somebody who is financially sound, no, they don't have to be a high seven figure earner, but guess what? I'm at this level and I want somebody who is at a match or someone who's slightly above me and we can grow together. For most of us men, Terrence, we ain't tripping off of none of that. We ain't tripping off of how much money a woman makes. For most of us men who are right. marriage minded. We don't give a cotton pick. I just want you to be financially responsible. Right. Right. So we're making this money and I don't want you going out every weekend spending six thousand dollars on a Chanel bag. You know, what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. How about that? You know what I mean? Um, so because uh, my ex did it. Um, so that's that's the key for me. Um, but most of us, man, we don't care how much money you make, boo, because listen, I'm I got all this over here. I just need right. to know that you're grounded in the things of God and have to know that you are fully invested uh, into me and the vision that God has given me. Can you, are you coming here to build with me? Because I am looking for a woman who is a builder. Any woman who comes in and says, I don't want a man I got to build with. He should already have it together. God bless you, boo. You can stay on out there and wait <laughs> on a seven figure or eight figure earner who got all of that. But nine times out of 10, those guys are not checking for women like you. Um, so, you know, um, I, that's that's what it yeah. is for me. 
So it's about being very clear on what you do want. And this will position us to really. Uh, and then the third thing I'll say in terms of post pandemic, because you've got to have a different set of actions. The pandemic caused us to be in house, right? right? We didn't go out very much. Social, social, uh, our social lives were extremely limited or perhaps completely nil. So in order to have a different set of results, I have to have a different set of actions. So you have to get out. Ladies, you have to get out. Well, we're a good man at Coach G. I got you. Good men are gathering in places where they are being productive things that are concerning their purpose. So ladies, if you're an entrepreneur, guess what? There is a chamber of commerce business mixer, a money mixer every month. Connect with your chamber of commerce because that's where good men who are who are business oriented, that's where they are. Hardworking men, they love to have some time off to reflect and chill and relax. Guess what? There's a jazz or poetry event in your city. Every weekend, there's something going down and it's free. Pull up. Dress good, hunty, hunty. Don't show up wearing a bonnet. Okay? <laughs> Get rid of the bonnet ministry. Okay? Go there and look good. Take a girlfriend with you and go and look good and have a good time. And you'll find yourself in those spaces. Car shows, museums. These are all places where men good men are where good men are hanging out and going out to you know just have a good time and then in terms of one extracurricular activity i'll give to the ladies golfing ladies tons and tons and tons and tons of multi-million dollar business deals are done on the golf course i've not liked golf my whole life with the exception of miniature golf which i did with my kids i'm now taking up golf terrence in 2023 because guess what Business deals are done. As Tommy, the late great Tommy Ford would say, business deals are done on a golf course, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get and hey, put you on some Tiger Hood outfit. You know what I mean? <laughs> and get out there on the golf course. You ain't got to be good at it. You just have to be able to go, be open to go. And you never know how God will bless you to connect with the right people while you're on the golf course. Oh, man. I was going to ask about some advice for, um, you know, valentine's day coming up but you laid everything out you laid it all out on what to do how to get out there and how to to be sociable that's Absolutely. very important i think when it comes to people in general we, we're not social enough we don't converse enough we don't get to know each other we don't mix it up enough and i think what the pandemic did was make it worse i always say about social media it's very weird how something that's social makes people more selfish and more vain and supposed to be selfish you have all this access to people in different countries different backgrounds different whatever but yet it makes people more vain and more focused on themselves it's it's, it's backwards mm -hmm. it is it's crazy because the thing about it terrence is that by nature we're selfish we're all inherently selfish even the most loving, most giving, most self-sacrificing person, human nature, we're selfish. What is the self? What, what is the first law of nature? Self-preservation. Mm -hmm. So we're all naturally inclined to preserve self, right? That's why we need the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, because the scripture tells us that love is not self-seeking, right? Real love is selfless, not selfish. Right. So that's a process that has to be learned for a lot of us, especially for people, again, who've been through hurt 
and who've been through trauma. And now you knew you had to kind of draw in to start healing yourself, learning to love yourself again. Some of us never have learned how to love ourselves. That's super important. And so once you start practicing self-love and self-care, now you can't stay just inwardly in self. You've got to open yourself up and be ready to love. Uh, which brings me to something that I am doing for Valentine's Day. I have an e-course that I'm dropping, Terrence. It's called Liberated to Love Again. And I'm teaching that with a dear friend of mine, Miss Arletta Allen. And this is a 30-day, uh, uh, what we're calling a 30-day transformational experience. Oh, okay. Yes. So everything that I've mentioned, for those of us who are single, you've been, uh, you're single and you're just looking for love. You're really believing God for your soulmate. You're looking for love, but you're kind of doubt. Is it really possible for me? I see other people getting married, my friends, my cousins, my sisters, and them. But what about me? God, did you forget about a brother? God, did you forget about a sister? Terrence, I know for me as a single man, I promise, man, 2022, that holiday season, that's the last holiday season I'm going to spend by myself. I'm no longer going to be singing the shy lights talking about, have you seen her? <laughs> Tell me, have you seen her? I'm not going to be there no more. I'm finding my wife in 2023. I know that's so, right. I've gone through the process. I've put in that work. I've sat down and got some counseling myself to make sure that my soul is wrong. My soul is whole so I can be prepared for my soulmate. Right. Because the truth is, we can't really see some of the things within ourselves. We need an objective set of eyes to coach us and help us see maybe our blind spots. What are your relationship blind spots? Well, guess what? This 30-day transformational experience is going to change your life. Listen, uh, you can go to my website and click that link and register for this course. It starts Saturday, February 11th. Again, it's a 30-day uh, e-course taught by myself and my dear friend, Miss Arletta Allen, who is a trauma recovery coach. Phenomenal woman that has a phenomenal phenomenal testimony about some of the traumas that she's overcome to be this awesome virtuous woman and best-selling author that she is today. Um, so you can go to my website, ghightower.com. That's ghightower.com. And uh, you can find the link on my website, boom, and register for Liberate it to love again. We are ready to help you. If you are single, if you've been divorced, if you've lost a loved one, we got you. We're going to help you get to that place of having your soul whole so you can be ready for your soulmate. Because I know, brothers, I know y'all don't want to be out here by yourself. I know, I know, I know brothers are going to be listening to this. You're going to tune into the Brown Sugar Cafe and say, who's that brother that Terrence had on there? What are you talking about? I can do this all by myself. Yeah, brothers, you can. There's a whole lot we can accomplish on our own. But let me help y'all up in here tonight. Brothers, we have been designed by God in such a way that a significant portion of our purpose, our destiny, is in the womb of the woman that we become one with. Every successful man you know and that I know are happily married to a woman who made him a better man. That's true. Wow. All the things that God created in the heavens, excuse me, created in the Garden of Eden, Brother Terrence, he called it good. But can I give you, can I give you Coach G's urban version of the text? Come on. My urban version of the text, God looked over in the Garden of Eden. He sees Adam. He said, oh, snap. It ain't good that man should be alone. 
everything God called that he created, he called it good. But the one thing that he created, he said, it's not good. He said that man should be alone. And God says, and now we see the first conversation, the first recorded conversation of the Holy Trinity. The scripture says, let us create for him a helpmeet, a suitable companion. Because this brother, number one, he's not going to be able to multiply in the earth and be fruitful without a woman. Number one. Number two, he's going to go crazy. He's going to have some DMX moments by himself and we leave him out here by himself. So we better get him some help. Or else he's going to be out here. Y'all going to make me lose my mind. Up in hell. Up in hell. Okay, I'm sorry, Terrence. I'm missing. No, that's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> you laid it out perfectly. I don't I think there's any anything else that I could ask you. Um, well, I'll echo on that, that, last, that last statement you made because my wife has made me a better person. And it's because she brings out the best in me. Mm. Right? She talk about it. She compliments and helps me become who God has created me to be, not yes, who sir. she wants me to be. That's very important. So I just want to echo that. Like, man, I I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, this has been a very good conversation. Before I let you get out of here, is there anything else you want to share with my listeners? You already dropped your website, uh, your social media handles, anything like that you want to share before you get out of here. Yeah, thank you, brother. And it's been a pleasure connecting with you, man. Uh, Instagram, The Entanglement Coach. You can find me at The Entanglement Coach on Instagram. On Clubhouse, it's the same. The Entanglement Coach on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, and uh, excuse me, on YouTube, you can find me, The Entanglement Coach. And of course, on uh, Facebook, you can find me at Dr. Dr. G. Period Hightower. DRG Hightower on Facebook, and uh, and I have a in uh, the Entanglement Coach uh, page there as well. But yeah, those are all my social media handles. I host a room on Clubhouse, which is a great audio app for those of you that don't know what Clubhouse is. You can download the app; it's free. It's an audio app, a phenomenal, phenomenal place. Which is where I met my awesome brother here, Mr. Terrence P. Elmore. And every every Tuesday, um, I host a room on Clubhouse. Uh, with my chief announcer and moderator, Miss uh, Val, the voice Johnson. And so that's at 707 Eastern time, 707 Eastern, 607 Central, 407 on the West Coast. Uh, and that's Real Love Conclave, Real Love Conclave. And uh, that room uh, we host every Tuesday. And I'll be talking about tonight. I'm talking about how to manifest the love that you want. Tuesday, April 4th, 4-4, Tuesday, April 4th, I'm dropping my second book for 2023. And that book is entitled Seven Man Secrets. Every woman should know. You need to get it. It's going to be life changing. Thank you. Thank you for coming in and, and sharing a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Um, I hope that my listeners got something from this that can help them along their, their journey from singleness to relationships to even marriage. Um, I have all your information in the show notes if anybody, um, hopefully everybody's, you know, especially single people are interested in the information that you've gotten and connecting with you. So I put all that in the show notes and um, I just want to thank you again for stopping by and, and being a guest. And um, to my listeners, I just want to say always remember, just keep pushing forward.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Sugar Cafe podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Terrence B. Elmore, and this is the place where poetry meets conversation. Hit that follow button and turn on your notifications so you won't miss an episode. Check out my blog, thebrownsugarcafe.blog. Also connect with me on Instagram at thebrownsugarcafe. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and as always, remember, keep pushing forward.